welcome to Sitcom Geeks. I'm Dave Cohen. And I'm James Carey. And it's Christmas. Uh, <laughs> uh, did I give that the right amount of um, sort of BBC announce? Yeah, rather than the noddy holder. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, okay, so yeah. we think it's episode 208, but who cares, because it's Christmas. That's right. And uh, to uh, enjoy this festive season, I mean, if you could see us here, you could see <laughs> the, the bunting and the cards all around and the snow and everything. Absolutely. Um, We've just yeah. turned off all the music boxes. Yeah. That took an hour. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, the little Bob Cratchits outside the window there. Yeah, um, yeah. But uh, we have guests. We, we are we are the guests of, and he is our guest as well of uh, David Tyler, positive, uh, positive radio, Mister Positive, Mister Award Winning Positive, in fact, and a uh, uh, regular guest on the show. Hello, hello. Uh, yes, sorry, I just no, I was a bit slow to answer there because I just finished eating my roast robin. You know, <laughs> Come on, Mastiff. Tell us, tell us what you won. Uh, it was the Audio UK Production Awards where you sort of give them a little tape of the best 50, of ostensibly the best 15 minutes of what you've made that year, and then they give it to a bloke who's done a podcast. Oh. Uh, and, then, and then you get the delightful slim pickings of your silver and bronze and so on. But it's yeah. very nice, and I never say no, and they're lovely people, and there was beer. Yeah, and there was a priceless picture on Instagram of you and your assistant, and it was just hilarious because it was it was just a very you you do good Instagram. I was I was I was pulling what I like to call a stupid face, um, which yeah. is my default setting now anyway. But but whenever I mean I have to say being a producer, sorry, this is a little uh, you get very very used to, and you can't see this uh, on audio, but very very used to basically backing away. When anyone comes to you, because you're talking to someone who's going to start or an actor yeah. um, or someone they the photographer wants, and you you're, you're just clear shot. Yeah, you're just very used to it, and and this is relevant to well New Year, but not not Christmas. I once uh, was doing a New Year's show with Angus Deaton, mm-hmm. uh, and the premise was that it was he was a New Year's party, but he was miserable, so he had a party hat, and there were party blowers blowing in his ear, mm-hmm. and that was the photo. Um, and I stood slightly out of shot, blowing the party razor into his ear and it was a good shot and it was in the Radio Times but they hadn't cropped out my nose so oh. there was a great shot of Angus Deaton in a hat with streamers and so on and you could just make out the sort of top left of the frame this strange <laughs> thing now anyone who knows me knows that my nose will tend to get into photos just by the law of averages but it was brilliant and photo- it made it all its way into the Radio Times yeah Photoshop sort of wasn't a thing then it was yeah. 1995 wow 1995 okay. so, if you, if you, so go through your old Radio Times as everyone after Christmas lunch yeah, yeah. And look for that. I know photo. that we do. That's what we do. <laughs> <laughs> well, it'll identify what yeah. that strange pink protuberance is. It isn't what you thought. It's my nose. Okay. Well, that's yeah. that's good to know. Uh, the other guest you <laughs> is can that hear. It? Have we finished? <laughs> 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 the other guest you can hear cheerfully laughing uh, politely, dutifully, dutifully, uh, because she's a fantastic actress as well as one of those as one of those as one of those one of those pesky podcasters who oh, wins a, who, who turns up and wins awards and things like that. Uh, you have your own podcast, don't you, Laura Aikman? Uh, um, yes. Who is star of uh, many a show, including my own One of show, yours, Bluestone yeah. 42, which is how we got to know each other. But you've also got your own podcast as well. Why don't you say a bit about that? Oh, it's just a baby now. Um, it's called Dream Roles, and we get actors on to tell us what their sort of dream role would be. And then they get the opportunity to read a scene from it with me and Dominic Moore. Um, so, yeah, people do all kinds of ridiculous things. Uh, Sarah Hadland just did uh, Shawshank Redemption. Uh, a brilliant actor called Dino Fetcher and Ruth Madeley both chose Hocus Pocus and Dino did all the parts. Uh, right. He didn't even want us to read with him. But, yeah, it's usually a, a lot of fun. And right. we talk about sort of best and worst experiences yeah. in the business. Well, why can't Sarah Hadland play Morgan Freeman? Because well, my fun fact about that movie is um who what's what's the name of the character he plays red red Red, and it was biggins was up for it (laughs) well (laughs) i believe no in in the casting of that movie um they they went to the source material which is a short story by stephen king yeah red is a red-haired irishman yes and at at some point a casting director goes how about okay go on just just go with me on this i'm thinking morgan freeman and everyone just went, yes. Well, in the in the scene we read, yeah. Sarah had decided to do it Welsh. So we start with the scene, <laughs> and we get about halfway through, and she goes, "And I can't do that because I'm Irish." And then she's like, "Oh, no, I've been doing this Welsh. I have to change the." But was Morgan Freeman just openly saying because I'm Irish and he's in fact American and well, he's not doing the accent? I think it's a little joke in the movie because they say to his character, uh, "Why are you called Red?" And he says with a grin. 
Because I'm Irish. They were like, and he, he obviously isn't. I think he's Irish in the same way Sean Connery is yeah. Irish in The Untouchables. Yes. Right. Americans sort of claim to be from everywhere. I don't know. It know. feels to me like a nod to the original genesis of the... A little joke for the casting director. Well, kind of, yes, that's right. There aren't enough little jokes for casting directors, in my view. So, um, so yeah. So we're talking about Christmas episodes. We are, yes. And um, let, I just want to dive in, firstly, just to ask... Laura, so I got to know you a few years ago through Bluestone, but then you cropped up one Christmas day on my television in the much-awaited, we're having a pandemic, please be funny, warm and cuddly, Gavin and Sasty Christmas special. And you played the baddie. The baddie, yeah. It's the get away from this lot of characters, Smithy. Well, we filmed it pre-pandemic in that heat wave uh, in the summer. Wow. And then it came out and I thought it was going to do great things for my comedy career. <laughs> and then we were locked down uh, for two years. So it's done nothing, but it was a joy. And yeah. actually someone sent me a clip last night of Gogglebox, of when um, it was on Gogglebox, I suppose. And just everyone just absolutely hating me. <laughs> <laughs> but you must have, when you read the script though, because at what point, when you're offered the part, are you told about the part? You just go, do you want to be in the Gavin and Stacey Christmas no. special? So they said, yes, yeah. obviously. It's a James Corden project, and then yeah. they changed all the names in the script. Right. But it was quite obvious, like from the way Nessa talks, you know, I'd seen Gavin and Stacey, so <laughs> okay, I knew. Yeah. Right. I was like, well, I know these people yeah. are. If anything, it was a bit distracting trying to learn the wrong names for the lines. And then James was in the audition anyway, so uh, he it's obviously got told me. Tessa. Yeah, exactly. It was, yeah. it was something yeah. as crude and, as that, yeah. Smythe. Yeah. 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 A lot of characters in the sitcom say things are tidy. Tight, bang yeah. T- yeah, tidy. Yeah, yeah, I wonder what sitcom it is. But then, but yeah, so I guess you had a bit of a heads up that this is character yeah. who was not going to be loved by the nation. Yes, absolutely not. If anything, I wanted to push it a little bit further and be right. a bit yeah. meaner yeah. for for laughs. Yeah, because uh, you weren't going to win yeah. the audience over, so let's yeah. just do this. So I just thought I'll just make her a complete cow. Yeah. But I, they were quite keen and they were right to sort of make it harder, I think. Yeah, yeah. Um, in case they want to do another yeah, uh, okay. Because right. I do, I, th- I vaguely remember stories from uh, if they still happen, but uh, from the, the glory days of Crossroads and Coronation Street in the seventies. Uh, glory uh, days. Alan, <laughs> Alan Bradley. Well, you know, whatever, whatever day, the glory day of Crossroads. But Alan Bradley in uh, Coronation Street, the, the the famous bad guy, who uh, Rita's husband, and uh, he used to get shouted at in the street and all sorts uh, kind of you know a little bit nervous for you there yeah but, no but, people would come to me and go oh my god were you in the Gavin and Stacey Christmas special and then I would say oh yeah did you see it and then people would go yeah I hated you in that and you're like thank you yeah <laughs> this is right yeah it's, it I is a compliment you I can't think. help yeah. it really yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I'm fair I'm, enough I'm, absolutely fair enough yeah this is a really this is a really awful name dropping story but uh, it's christmas it's yeah. christmas yes. <laughs> so years and years ago uh it's the biggest yeah. name you can no, drop it was, yeah. um, well, it was when um, joe bran first was was sort of getting quite successful and she got off she was living in, in this uh block of flats in south london and the, one of the other people who lived in the flats was mick mcmanus who no one else listening will remember no he was basically no he was the baddie wrestler uh, oh. on ITV every Saturday uh, they they showed the wrestling and Mick I mean, McMahon I mean, we ought to contextualise that by saying it was probably about 18-20 million people watched it yeah. oh yeah it was, was giant was. it was huge yeah. he, he wasn't giant haystacks was he? no no he was just this bloke yeah. sort of yeah. South London bloke and he always won and he was he was always he always cheated you know he always did some sort of horrible thing and um, I had to I was, Joe and I were doing a gig up north somewhere and I went to pick her up and we went to pick her up, and who should come out of his door but Mick McManus? And as he came out, I went boo, uh, <laughs> and I suddenly realised I had just booed Mick McManus twenty years after his heyday. Yeah, yeah. And I thought, oh, ah, yeah. And he sort of laughed because he obviously everybody instant reaction when yeah. I yeah. see him I mean he's he was like, he was a baddie I mean wrestling was yeah. divided to goodies and baddies yeah. Yeah. you had Vic Faulkner was the, yeah. the goodie the sort of oh, yeah. and there was Big, oh, Big Daddy was also yeah. another yeah. goodie he was a goodie yeah. Yeah. John Haystacks was a baddie yeah so, um, yeah, yeah. Happy days. Happy days. Oh, we're, the sitcom of wrestling. Get, <laughs> <laughs> we might get round to talking about Christmas uh, we should. at some point. Yeah, yeah. Dave, why don't you talk us about... Because you, you, you've been well, thinking about what makes 
a truly great Christmas yeah. special. Well, I think I mean you, maybe you should start, James, because I think this was your this was a re- your original thought to do this. This yeah, see, listeners, a family argument. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that's right. yes, it was actually. Yeah, I, I think I've got one of these. I just would, was, was interested to think about what makes a Christmas special and if ever I get to write Christmas specials and then I realised, oh, I have actually written two Christmas specials, <laughs> co-written a Bluestone one and a Miranda series two has technically got my name on it somewhere. So um, I, <laughs> I, st- I still get small checks for that occasionally. Mm. Um, and I'm really proud of that one, actually. Uh, it contains one of my favourite scenes where Christmas, it's got, Christmas isn't going very well. And I think, going back to Sarah Hadlin, Miranda and, and Stevie go into like the larder and say, this isn't going very well. <laughs> and, then one of the, and then somebody else comes in. Yeah, they say, come with us, but don't tell the others. Yes, so until eventually <laughs> they're all in the larder the saying, this isn't going very well. And they're hiding from literally no one by that point. <laughs> yeah. And that's quite, that's quite a pleasing, yeah, quite a pleasing moment. Nice. But for me, there's this theory that a Christmas special really has to be about Christmas. It has to be about getting ready for Christmas. Um, and there are sort of various other things that I think make it particularly Christmassy. Um, but then you get the Christmas... But the thing is, because ad- we don't do Advent anymore, we just do Christmas. And so by the time it's sort of 4pm on Christmas Day, we're sort of done with it now. Yeah. So if I were writing a primetime BBC One sitcom Christmas special that I knew for a fact was going out on Christmas Day... I wouldn't make it Christmassy. I would make it about something else. I'd make it about a holiday. I'd make, I mean, because in the old days, sitcom, Christmas special, quite often they would like one foot in the Algarve. Was that a Christmas special? Yeah. Um, so. You know, there's quite a strong tradition of. Only fools and horses. Yeah. Ones, yeah. So. Is, that, is that the Batman and Robin one? Yeah, that was yeah. a more Christmassy one, but there was one where they go to Florida and. Yeah. Yeah. There's one where they're like. They feel like they should stay at home and then it's not granddad, is it? It's Yeah, it's granddad uh, ends up going out and then they just go to a bar. There's quite, I completely agree with you. I was watching a lot of Christmas specials for this and I was quite disappointed when they weren't very Christmassy, when yeah. they were just sort of an episode. Yeah. But I think programmes like The Royal Family did it really well where it's, if it's going to catch you at that time where you are slightly bored, they set the whole show so like after everything's happened. Right, yeah, yeah, So it's yeah, kind yeah. of about how crap Christmas actually is. And I found yeah. that quite sort of nostalgic <laughs> and comforting. Yeah. And it makes you feel less bad about your own crap Christmas day. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, I mean, I, um, I still think there should... I mean, if a sitcom is really, really motoring, maybe it's now out of date, that, that it, could, it should be one that comes back round and makes everyone feel good you know it should be about how mm. it's all i mean i think there's a strong argument if, if a sitcom is really doing well for it being all arguing and horrible and and snippy and nobody wants to do it and then at the end it de itself yeah yeah and and everyone gets a bit teary-eyed and i think sitcoms can i mean it's a you know it's a coin you spend very cautiously in a sitcom yeah. isn't it um sentiment but it you know it can be done uh, yeah and i'm, I think I'm thinking of a, a, a couple i've done which are audio ones um, and and they were quite sentimental. Yeah, even the Actually, royal were... fa- that royal family one. Yeah. I can't remember what happens on both, but in one of them, it's when she goes into labour, and then she has a really rare moment with dad, where he remembers her being born and sort of comforts her and speaks to her in a way that we haven't seen him do before. Mm. And that felt very sort of special. Christmas, like it was a little Christmas gift for us. Yeah, my parents didn't like that one. Did they? <laughs> they didn't really watch the royal family, and then I just said, "Oh, this might be quite yeah. interesting," and I watched it with them, and they were like. This is a comedy, is it? <laughs> oh, yeah, well, they could have said that. I mean, it's in the royal family, is it? Yeah, yeah, it's, it's right. a complex. So, in, one, in a way, it was like, really it wasn't right. exactly yet. Everybody, you know, it's like, it, it was very much a Christmas gift to the fans of the, of the show. Royal family, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was probably not the best place to yeah. start. Well, I've, I've had, I have this theory about why the what, what, about Christmas uh, about about sitcoms really and, and how they kind of, I mean, that there is a sort of lineage of how sitcom has developed from, uh, say, sort of Shakespeare and the Italian commedia dell'arte, and um, and through to pantomime. Um, and that, so there's that sort of big live bawdy element. But then I think Dickens writing A Christmas Carol, I think A Christmas Carol sort of changed everything because here is a, like a funny writer, and and then here is a, the the story of Christmas that we all know. We've all known it all our lives, it feels. And 
kind of every every Christmas, the best Christmas episodes are kind of what you what you're saying there. There, there, there is a bit of senti- they're, they're sentimental. They have funny bits as well. But then at the end, we're all supposed to be happy. I think, and I think that's what God bless us, everyone. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. There, there, yeah, there there is a resolution. I mean, I think. I, th- I mean, we did a Giles Wemby Hog Christmas special, uh, which is Marcus Brigstock sitcom. Uh, oh, that, that guy. Yeah, uh, yeah I, I guess he's quite funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, cheese guy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and, follow him on Instagram for pictures and, of cheeses. And it was it was him and um, uh, it, it, it was. Catherine Tate was was Arabella was his his regular girlfriend in the yeah. series, and Celia and we played uh, the evil mother-in-law, who and she ruined you know the idea was she was ruining Christmas and in the end it sort of ends with quite a and then it goes off it's a sort of fantasy I think yeah. it's a sort of slight fairy tale Snow Queen kind of thing. But in the end, he, uh, Giles, the character, does quite a whole thing about how Christmas is... Actually, now I can't think about it, it's mainly about how Christmas is eating cheese. But, right. but <laughs> yeah. being Marcus, I realise. But, uh, but it's sort of about how it is just good yeah. and nice and people come together and even though you're, I bet people you, are cynical. And, I, I've heard almost all of those Giles Wembley Hogg shows. I'm same. just trying to think back. And I bet you it, a lot of it is about his own childhood and how much he adored his dad. You know what I mean? Is that called? You know, because a lot of it is sort of going back to Christmases as a kid, which is yeah. why they keep repeating Morecambe and Wise because lots of people watched that when they were kids, and so it's it's yeah. a lot of it is sentimental memory. You were probably happier age nine than yeah. you are now because you didn't yeah. have to fill in tax forms. I, I, wonder, <laughs> so, I wonder if that's so true since invention of the following items. Oh well, video, phones, computers, the internet. And writing. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, because yeah. The quail. Because, Damn you, the quail. Yeah, when I, when I was a child back in, back before the First World War, there was, um, <laughs> you know, the, 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 the first, the, the, is, is Advent the bit, you have to forgive me, it's not, not my faith, but no. Advent is that the bit leading up to Christmas? Either coming yeah, Advent, or, but technically in, at that point. So the, the, the arrival okay. of the calendars. The liturgical calendar begins with Advent at the beginning of December. And in Advent, it's a season of fasting which is why oh, I'm not... Screw that. The opposite is, of the calendar. Um, <laughs> because Christmas starts on Christmas Day and you feast for 12 days. Correct. So I'm in, I'm in. December... <laughs> you rem- the problem is... You've rekindled my interest in your religion. <laughs> yes, that's right. But the... And so, so Advent technically is thinking about the return of Jesus Christ, who's already come and ascended into heaven. Yeah. Um, so actual fact, Advent is not necessarily the build-up to Christmas, although it functions that way. But what happens now is people feast for 25 days, <laughs> and by about 6pm on Christmas Day, they say, I will never eat again. Yeah. I, I am replete. <laughs> and then someone offers a sandwich. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. A festival of, of leftover. Yeah. 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 Festival oh. of turkey sangers. Yeah, 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 which is great. You know, we love all that too. Yeah. Um, but, but, but uh, yeah, so but, but but the reason I asked about Advent was because Christmas ritual began that was with the arrival of the Christmas Radio Times. Yes, the, the oh, double yeah. thickness Radio Times highlighters and, out exactly. Yeah, my wife still buys one. Pen. It's the That's one she it. buys every year, and she goes through it with a pen. And you, you, yeah. and you plan it. You go right nine o'clock. Leslie Crowther visiting the children in Great Ormond Street. Yep, yeah. and then it was ten o'clock. There's Bob Monkhouse on the other. I mean, it was. Yeah. Christmas big break <laughs> with Jim Davidson. I'm not going to asterisk that one, but good to know it's on. But I think also just to kind of keep the religious thing going, and, and, and it wasn't, and, and you know, Morecambe and Wise was as much a part of that as the Christmas yeah. episode. But I think there was also, there is also one of the reasons why it stayed, it still stayed as a really popular thing, um, because. Every religion, and not just Christianity, but mm. Judaism, uh, Hindu, all, all the religions have a, a sort of festival of light around yep. this time. Yeah. No, so it's about. I blend the sun. Uh, well, you know, <laughs> so there's, uh, yeah, well, rather than one foot in the Algarve as well, I suppose that's a sort of yeah. a whole Christmas yeah. episode spent in sunlight. But, yeah. but the, the, I suppose the point I'm making, and I'm. I'm I don't know if I'm getting there. No, all, no, but, you're right. But, yeah, you know, in the darkness, yeah. there is light, and mm. so and so it's the, the the darkness that is a kind of feature of British sitcoms. So the great the great British sitcoms all have that sort of darkness, don't they? And so the Christmas episode. I think you said something in a sort of email before we did this didn't you, about the, about the why a sitcom is perfectly suited to to um, Christmas. I think. Well, first of all. Well, First of all, it's you know in plot terms it's suited because people are gathered, 
Yeah. So that's a, that's a that's a yeah. huge thing. Yeah. Is, is that they're all on set and trapped. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're, and they're trapped. So it's perfect. Yes, by, so by a social contract, <laughs> uh, <laughs> aka family. And, and then the the other thing, of course, which is so brilliant about sitcom and, and sketches is that you um, the audience will know the rules. Yeah. So you can join. What's the thing you join the story as late as possible? Right. You yeah. know. So you know somebody yeah. comes in with a pudding, say mm. on a plate. Um, everyone knows there's going to be a gag about fire. Yeah. Um, so you don't need to. You don't need to say. Oh no! I bought in a special pudding, and what you do with it is you pour brandy over it, and then it doesn't light, and everyone gets cross. Yeah. Um, you know. So that's really, really useful. It's full of little shorthands. It's full of plots that have already been written for you that you can then kick against. Or, and when somebody yeah. goes, yeah. you know, Queen's Speech. Of course, this time it'll yeah. be King's Speech. But everyone yeah. just goes, oh, this is going to divide the room. You know what I mean? You yeah, already yeah. know that yeah. half of them are going to say we should switch it on. Yeah, yeah. you're almost just yeah. waiting for the joke that you know is coming, but yeah. it's quite fun to join in with that. Well, yeah. and, and obviously the, the, the other rule of sitcom is that, you know, the thing should land, the thing should splat on the table, and you should know or the audience should be able to anticipate um, what, how all the characters are going to react. Yeah. yeah. You know, in, are you being served, or dinner ladies, when someone comes in and says, we've all got to wear the... Management says, have you seen letter? Management says we all have to wear this hat. Yeah. Like, you know. One character is going to love the hat. One character is going yeah, to hate yeah. the hat. One character is going to put it on their crotch. You yeah, know, it's, it's yeah. and you know that, and the audience is giggling. Yeah, psycho, you know, sort of you, anticipatorily. Um, you must have done. Uh, did you do a Christmas ladies? dinner, ladies? Uh, there was there. Well, there was the Minellium one, right? Uh, yeah, because it was it was. <laughs> Yeah, was, uh, the spirit of that lives on actually because we were just sort of doing some scanning and sorting out the scripts, and, and Katie, my assistant, assiduously retarketed as Millennium, uh, <laughs> and, and then realised, no, Victoria was funny. <laughs> yes. It is Millennium. It is Millennium. Um, yeah. 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 So they were they were catering the big thing. That was that was a wonderful episode. Um, but harder to do because how do you react for a Millennium? You know, it's yeah. like what well, what. I mean, in a way, the, the very Minellium Dome itself was this great big, what, what is this? Help yeah. someone, please. Yeah. 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 Well, they, they, they were serving a big corporate dinner in town and it was all about getting the stuff out. Right, and, yeah. Um, and it was very funny. I guess the, just to, so you've got that clear narrative of a Christmas day or the build up to Christmas or for family stuff, it's getting the presents for the kids mm. that the ones that they wanted and all that kind of stuff. But just to, uh, last time to pick up on Dave's uh, theme about the religious theme, the Christmas special is where you can and probably even should have a moment of supernatural intervention and you don't need to explain it and nobody minds. That's, that's so true. it's the that's only true. time where you can have almost mm. literally have a deus ex machina. Um, not quite, because what's, what I would say is normally the hero or heroine has come to a realisation and so they've learnt the lesson and they've really understood the true meaning of Christmas, however it is going to be defined for that episode. But it's now too late. Oh, but... You wake up the next morning, or something happens, and something miraculous—Christmas magic. Christmas magic. Yeah. So you, so you get to spend that card, but mm. once a year, yeah. um, I would say. Yeah. Um, not all, not all shows do it, obviously, but I would say in a Christmas one, you can do that. But I'm getting quite a serious look from the experienced producer no. who's thinking, "I'm not sure I'd let John Finnamore get away with that no, old shtick." Well, <laughs> no, well, I think I think it's more that the um, no, I think it's more, I think you'll find it. <laughs> Once you've been doing sitcom as long as I have, yeah. no, I, I, I think it's that the characters are allowed to access yeah. a side of their uh, sort of spirituality, or yeah. their, you know, which, whether it can, it can be explicit. Although I think that would be unusual. Yeah. It's very generous to people, isn't it? It's almost most assuming that we all take Christmas as a time of reflection, I'm sure yeah. pretty much no one does. Yeah. Well, it's, well, well, it's a pause. Just, it's a pause. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But it's a necessary pause because everything yeah. else stops. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you, can, you can be as Scrooge-like as you like. I mean, I remember one Christmas, I thought, I'm not doing anything, and I went off and did... Um, the, um, the homeless thing, um, yeah, you know, sort of survey, yeah, crisis, yeah, crisis of um, Christmas, help the crisis. I think we called it. I, I was know. so angry. I went <laughs> off and helped the poor. Well, <laughs> pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm not doing this. I'm Do you know what? Funnily so, enough, the yeah. year after Gavin and Stacey, I am a regular volunteer at a shelter, and I Matt Horn came with me on Christmas Day the year after because everyone oh, was locked down. That's great. And then yeah. the homeless people looked at you and just said, "No, it's all right, thanks." Yeah, no, I don't, no, I, just to be honest, no, I don't think no, anyone no, has seen this special, but we made them dinner. So, so that I mean, that's how much everything stopped. Is that I ended up serving sprouts. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So um, 
So, so you've got no choice whether you're you're Grinchesque about it, yeah, um, or to, or or very religious about it. You, you've yeah. got to you've got to engage with it, yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah. that's really useful, sitcom writers. Again, because you you all you've got whatever axis you're aligned, your characters are aligned along mm. or differential axes, um, they all have to engage. Yeah, uh, even if they're not engaging, that's an engagement. Yeah, yeah. but that uh, and that comes back to the, the the one staple thing that we haven't mentioned yet of what every sitcom should have, which is uh, a bunch of people in a room who can't stand each other. Uh, and, that's, and that's why recording this sitcom in person, <laughs> in a room. Amazing. Uh, yeah. But that thing of, so that, you know, that's how people generally describe sitcom, isn't it? And so, yeah. fam- and we all know, again, to use your, your thing about the shorthand, you know, we all know, we all go, oh, yeah, we're going to have to be spending more time with family than we normally spend. And there's going to be rows. And, and that maybe so maybe the, to say what your magic thing yeah. is uh, you know we go through it we're all nice and we're all happy and yeah lovely to see you and then within an hour it's all, oh god's sake we're all in the larder so yeah. this isn't going well at all <laughs> is it? you know and, and then and, and then it comes back round right? yeah and, and yeah. it's then oh actually well what's the solution well there is no solution you've got to bloody live with it and that's sort of the magic is yeah, like, yeah. like yeah okay I have grown not in a way that because sitcom characters don't grow but yeah. i have i've grown just enough to n- not walk out of this family yeah. forever it's yeah. sort of like an, a realization or i remember why i love you all again i yeah. remember what yeah, the core yeah. reason of us getting in this room in the first place yeah. is yeah. yeah and then and then the physicality of the fact that it's uh, the winter yeah mm. that it's dark and cold outside so it's yeah. quite good to be inside because obviously i mean you know dickens sort of invented the the sort of little, you know, win- window pane with light orange light flickering in it that you want yeah. to be inside of, yeah. didn't he? I mean, sort of him and mm. Prince Albert between them. Or, yeah, yeah, no, definitely. Uh, that was a big, big game changer. A number yeah. of interesting bodily piercings as well. <laughs> um, but so, so yeah, you want you want to be inside, don't you? No, yeah. Uh, yeah. No, your point about religion, David. They, yeah, they all. They, I mean, was I mean, it was this. this uh, didn't Christmas sort of appropriate Yule? Was it? Is that, didn't well, it, is I think sort of syncretism. Or well, I think. I've, I've read books that say, yes, it did. And then I've read other books which just say, I know everyone says that it did, but it didn't. And because this country has been Christian for over a thousand years. So what yeah. happened in the Dark Ages, funnily enough, because it was the Dark Ages, we don't actually know. So in a way, I think people who are quite curmudgeonly about religion and Christianity in particular just say, oh, well, you nicked it all anyway. Well, they, and, they, they, they um, say you syncretized it. But you, well, Not everyone says that. Obviously, yes. I say that. Yeah, but no. but, but, there, but there, yeah. there is that. But there's a, but it's modern now when people say, you know, Festival of Light or, you know, Happy Holidays and all this sort yeah, of yeah. Yeah. Uh, quasi-inclusive bilge where they ought to just sort of say, look, you've all got your different winter festivals because it's dark, so you want to sit around and you can't go out. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, just go for it. I mean, admit it, you know. Yeah, yeah. Because it, yeah. Yeah, it bears no relation to no. the act. Hanukkah bears absolutely you know, yeah. Hanukkah is nothing to do. You know, it's not. Yeah. A, I mean, it's called the festival of light, but it's it's because some people hid from some other people who were trying to kill them broadly. Yeah. You know I mean, <laughs> what I mean? It, it's about the light, isn't it? It's still a festival of light, and if yeah. that, it's um, another point to make. It's a, it's, um, a, a rare sort of statistical anomaly in this room. We have uh, of the four people in this room, we have fifty percent Jews. Have only, we have only room. one foreskin amongst the four of us. <laughs> well, how? Well, I'm guessing. I'm, I'm, I'm glad well, to be. Waiting. I'm making assumptions. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. Yeah. Don't you happen to bring one with you, Laura? <laughs> Is that right? <laughs> right? Another good episode of Friends. <laughs> that's, that's another podcast, <laughs> I think. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, so we, you know, we gave you White Christmas. Um, okay, so go on. The Irving Berlin. So, uh, so uh, this this sort of comes back to this. this <laughs> we, yes, uh, uh, not me personally, but but uh, I think that there is this thing as well of. of um, people who aren't necessarily of the Christian yeah. faith, but who are able to reflect back to the majority yeah. what they are like. Yeah, and yeah. I think there's a lot of... Uh, yeah. you, you mentioned in your email before when we were talking about doing this about the Citizen Khan Christmas specials, and I think they sort of handled that very well. There's one of them where Shazia really wants to do Christmas like everyone else, and then them going through kind of all the tropes anyway of like, you know, what Christmas is, the mother-in-law's very judgmental, you know, she says don't buy me a gift, and he doesn't buy her a gift, and then everyone says, oh, no, you should buy the gift. He's just saying that, you know. I thought they handled it really, really well, actually, yeah. Yeah. in Khan. Mm. I mean, that was interesting. I don't know if you had this as well, David, but when Goodness Gracious Me first came on, and, uh, you know, we, we, I would watch that, and uh, you probably would have, and, and these those 
grandparents and I'd go that's my grandparents <laughs> that's exactly what my grandparents are like. and that and that they have you know that that the, the the way that we adapt to being um in this country you know there, yeah. there are a lot of those similarities yeah that, that's true those citizens there were quite some lovely little moments i thought in those did you write any of the citizen car christmas not, not the christmas ones no, no. Okay. i one i only write i co-write two with adil and one of them was about cricket so i feel oh, like right. in a way that's 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 the other semi-spiritual experience <laughs> and uh, i was in the other one that you oh write. yes that's right yeah, yeah goodness me yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> um so um so yeah i think uh so yeah movies in particular have that Christmas magic thing as well, I think. Um, but White Christmas is actually one of my favourites, and I've mm. seen it probably half a dozen times because also it, can, it stars. Is it Danny Kaye? Is in yeah, Danny Kaye. He was just Crosby? unbelievably yeah. funny, Danny Kaye. <laughs> um, so so incredibly talented, and there's a really that's the one with the song uh, sure called Choreography. All right. um, where everybody's doing choreography, which is basically people self-indulgently dancing in a way that isn't actually very entertaining. Uh, <laughs> so it's a really good sort yeah, of really it's a really good song about sort of art versus entertainment. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I think that's in. Am I watching? I mean, I still remember it when I was a kid. But yeah. I mean, television was pretty unilateral then. I mean, you watched what was on. What was on, and you yeah. didn't change it. What, what it was, was too was far was... to change the channel. It's over there. Well, what, what was on was usually Goldfinger. Yeah, I yeah. I mean, a lot broadly of speaking. Yeah. Yeah. Although I mean, and I mean, my my overarching Christmas memory when I was a kid would be, how long will we get into the Bond film before my grandma starts talking? Right. Oh, okay. Loudly, because there was a, you know there was a television that was your only chance to see it. Yeah. yeah. Um, and she and she sort of knew, you know, she knew she she shouldn't. But, you know, you'd be about sort of 10 minutes and I would just get to sort of quite a tense scene and then she'd suddenly go, I oh, see they've got those stockings on reduced at marks. Oh, <laughs> and you sort of go, mm. Yeah, and you couldn't quite try. Shut up! Yeah. Shut, up. Shut up! This is my only chance to see it. Yes, because we don't have the internet yet. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 Well, we should probably speak about some specific episodes maybe that either we've, we've been involved with making or that have warmed the cockles of our hearts. And um, I don't know who wants to go first on this. Yeah. Laura, have you uh, you've been doing a bit of research for this? Yeah. Have you got a have you got a bit of a good? Because I haven't at all. A top five. Time. I've um, been doing buttons. <laughs> I I've got a, I've definitely got a favourite. Go on. Um, which weirdly, so I went back to look at Vicar of Dibley, mm. and I in my head the one where she jumps into the puddle and go and it. Do you right. know what I mean? Where she jumps in yeah. and it goes right up to her chest. Mm. That was a Christmas special, but I think I just must have watched that at Christmas so many times. But when I watched the one where she goes, everyone invites her over for Christmas, Christmas dinner. Lunch. Yeah. yeah. And it's it's sort of a flip on what we were saying about being stuck in a room because she ends up having to go to everyone else's yeah. house. And they've all done all of these sort of elaborate things for her, to, I suppose, because they're all lonely and they're trying to make her feel less lonely. And she's just brilliant. And then at the very end, after she's been to Alice's, she gets in a cab and it just literally turns around and she gets out of her house and yeah. she's crawling between places. I think I love that one so much because it's so sort of all the tropes. It's all all about Christmas, the whole thing. Yeah. The performances are brilliant. And then they do have this sort of what you think is going to be a Christmas miracle moment at the end when Peter Capaldi turns up and says, will you marry me? And she's, you know, delighted. And then he goes outside and gets all of Brady and he means, you know, will she do the service and marry the two oh, of okay. them? Yeah, yeah. And then at the end of it, everyone from the village comes back to her house and says, we thought you might be lonely and they bring her more food. Um, but it does, it sort of does that exact resolution of what you were saying of like, then she hates everyone all day because of everything she has to do. And then when they all turn up, you know, they all realise that they love each other and they love being in each other's company. Yeah. And there's so many good jokes in there. So that's my favourite. Oh, fair Great. enough. Any Anyone run it second or third? The, one of the, the royal family one where she's uh, pregnant I and then goes into labour, I absolutely love. Uh, I wanted there to be a Friends one, but really the Thanksgiving always gets the big yeah. heavy duty. Yeah. There's the one with the holiday armadillo in Friends, which is quite good, where Ross wants to teach Ben about Judaism. Right. Um, and he doesn't want to hear it. And then they, again, they all come together. Joey dresses up as Superman and Chandler dresses up as Santa and they all end up sort of teaching him the lesson. Um, but yeah, I'd say those are probably the top three that I had. Yeah, yeah. no, pretty strong list. Should I jump in with one while yeah, they're well, still thinking? Yes, I, I well, because, I mean, Blackadder Christmas Carol can't oh, really be beaten, yeah. can it? It's yes. It's not, because also it's the only Dickensian episode, so yeah. it's a bit of, in one sense, it's sort of cheating. 
it's only really when you watch it with your kids for the first time you realise quite how subversive and strange it is. Because <laughs> my kids didn't know Blackadder particularly well. So the idea of him turning nasty was was unpalatable to them. Yeah. Right. Uh, so they really didn't like it. And Laura's met my kids as well and knows that they have a fairly sunny disposition. <laughs> yes. um, and they still, they still do. Um, so, yeah, but now they've gotten more and more into uh, Blackadder. Uh, they're, I think they're ready to see it again now and realise... Just what a wonderful and twisted version of Christmas that's Carol made me it is. Very so what, what happens to see that one again? So he, I've he, never seen it. Have you, you've never seen Black Adam. No, I've not seen Dave. that one. No. What? <laughs> it should be not been hallucinating, yeah. is it? No? Yeah. I mean, I, I almost didn't even mention it because I assumed it would be everyone's well, favourite. To be honest, like, we don't have the television on at Christmas. Oh, so shut it, up! It, 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 it goes back to Rumbelows for a rest. Rumbelows, radio rentals. It's a generational thing, you know, because David and I are still rewatching Steptoe. Christmas special but okay David Tyler I thought you might have resisted it for some obscure reason Dave Cohen I cannot believe you've never seen Blackadder's Christmas Carol I've not seen Blackadder's Christmas Carol I'm genuinely stunned I may have no I've seen it you've seen it it, we used to watch Blackadder in our history lessons so I've seen them all a lot but you know, Blackadder for me is the the, the time of when Blackadder was at its peak was a time when I was out Every night performing, and okay. I came home and I could not. The idea of sitting and watching comedy, okay, was just an. We'll give you that. Okay, um, my my similar situation is I never got into Father Ted when it was on, yeah, because I was either a student or I'd just been a student and I just didn't really watch television. Yeah. And the Christmas special of that. I was going to say, is there a Father Ted Christmas? Special? Well, they all end up in the laundry department. Oh, is that the Christmas I, one? I think yeah, it is. It yeah. is. Yes. Yeah. 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 Uh, Which is just <laughs> in, incredibly funny. But Blackadder's Christmas Carol is where. Um, uh, Ebenezer Blackadder is a lovely Victorian gentleman who's kind to the poor. And then uh, Robbie Coltrane, uh, God rest his soul, turns up and, and shows him what his future will be like. And as he sees what his future will be like, he realises if he carries on being like this, he's going to be poor. You know, and, and that he's been... And he, he sees that his predecessors, like Lord Blackadder in, in, in episodes in series two was really funny and got all the presents and just sort of was very selfish. And so the intervention of the ghost at Christmas uh, makes him go bad. And so at the end, he's really mean to Baldrick. And, um, but there's a nice little twist in it as well involving mm. Prince Albert, played by James, uh, Jim Broadbent. Oh, yeah! And Queen Victoria, played by Miriam Margulies. I was going to say, it would be yeah. those contractions. Yeah. Where at one point <laughs> he tells her to cork it, fatso, because uh, they're about to award him money for being so kind and generous, mm. but actually he's sort of, he throws them out on their ear. So mm. it's a really nice little, um, mm. nice little, you know, it's, it's a really solid half hour of, of television, which completely flips it on its head. But in a way, it, it plays with the tropes of Dickens. Yeah. Um, which, incidentally, some would say is based on the parable of the rich man and Lazarus. Um, because at the end of the parable of rich man and Lazarus, Dives and Lazarus, which is put, put into classical music, at the end of that parable, uh, where, so uh, a rich man goes to hell and, uh, or goes to Hades and is, is uh, in fire, and Lazarus, he says, his, his, the poor man Lazarus, who sits at his gate, goes to be with in Abraham's bosom. Uh, to be in sort of some sort of uh, heaven or temporary heaven, and the rich man says, "Please send my uh, send him back to warn my family so that they don't get the same fate as me." And actually, um, he's told, "No, no, if they, they won't believe it, if we send someone back to warn them to be generous and kind to the poor, they won't listen." And you go, "Ah, oh, well, that's kind of what happens in Christmas Carol, is <laughs> yeah. that um, Marley uh, is sent back um, to to be yeah. to warn." So, you know, obviously Dick Dickens was a Christian and he knew his Bible. And the moment you see that, you go, well, yeah, that, that kind of works. I have not explained okay. it terribly well. but Well, I think that's okay then because, that's, uh, because uh, my, my theory is that all these Christmas specials that we love are basically a, 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 a play, some version of Christmas Carol. Yeah, I think and that's so, right. Yeah. So if you are then able to say, oh, actually, it really is sort of a little bit linked to the story of oh, yeah. Christ. Yeah, then, absolutely. Okay, yeah. that's... Uh, yeah. Then that, that's okay. I'm, cl- I'm claiming that. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I can have that one. I'll have, that's Christmas. I'll have there we go. Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. right. So what's, I'll what, have Danny Kaye and Irving Berlin. Yeah, yeah. So you're having White that. Christmas. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, what, what are some... Any particular Christmas 
specials. I and I have a similar thing with Laura is that I thought I remembered the porridge, the porridge Christmas special, oh, and it so turned. Uh, and and what I did remember was uh, Fletcher um, pretending to be uh, to get, getting into hospital and and being able to spend Christmas Day in hospital, mm. which was what he wanted, which everyone else thought was, oh, you don't, that's the last thing you want. But as a way he could get booze. But that was actually from another Christmas special. That, that, but So basically, I, I, will give a, I will give an overall general uh, thought of saying that I think the, the porridge, porridge did all the things of the, that you know we've talked about the people yeah. being trapped in a place together and then to to do them at christmas time so you 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 really you really can't lose i think with when you've got that kind of yeah. that setting as well so so i would Was there a porridge. hostage one in porridge? That's, that's the one that i that Yeah, well I was, that's the one i that's the one i watched. I yeah, was thinking that, of that's the one that i Dudley Sutton takes um, yeah. and yeah. Yeah. hostage. Yeah. Yeah. I've just got the two of them mixed up. Yeah. But one of the uh, regular listener uh, to the show, Scott Wortley, he said... We do have one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, he said... Is he in prison? Sh- <laughs> yes. Uh, yes, oh yeah. Well, he's in Edinburgh. So, uh, but um, he said, you must watch this uh, Last of the Summer Wine um, Christmas special. Um, he said, because it's, um, it's really quite dark and I, and I and I didn't very rarely ever do I watch Last of the Summer Wine. And I was really, you know, kind of blown away by quite how dark it was and uh, I, it was a, a very uh, you know it, it, it's, it's really interesting it's called I think it's called something like Getting Sam Home right. it's about another friend of theirs who is uh, terminally ill anyway um, Big Loves yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. But he happens to be trapped yeah. in a bath on wheels. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly. Uh, and um, yeah, but well, well, basically, they. they um, you know, I can sort of imagine it. Well, in a way, the, the fact that it's a Christmas episode means that you can extrapolate. Well, so it's actually, think. you know, he's he basically he's he's um, having an affair, and he go, he gets that his one last request is for the old men to take him to the to the mistress, mm. and um, you know, so there's the complication. You know, when he dies, he's he's he has to be returned home. Uh, you know, well, that's weekend at Bernie's wow, stuff, God. isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> well, no, well, uh, I'm not giving away the whole story here because we're all going to rush out and watch it, as <laughs> no. you can imagine. Okay, all right. <laughs> no, I had a look, but it was an hour and a half. It was an hour and a half. <laughs> oh, this is the 90 minute. Oh yeah. my, well, this really it's is a feature length yeah. weekend yeah. at Bernie's. <laughs> it was the weekend it, it, at Compost. It's, it's, yeah. it's a three bath episode. It's the first ever full length Christmas special, okay? So, all the only it was you know, it was quite, so it's quite pioneering in that sense as well. Uh, it was just really interesting, and, and, and um, but that how that manages to take this really, you know, this sort of tiny world and the sort of really that, that everything that people talk about is so they're such small petty things, mm. and, and yet it's about love and death and the universe, and it manages yeah. to manages to be all those things and still be last of the summer wine and uh, yeah, yeah. On, the, on the downside <laughs> it's still last of the summer yeah no, but, it's doing a terrible you know, disservice to a sitcom of that very, which I cared nothing at all yes exactly yeah yeah no it was yeah. I, I used to think it was really funny when did I you? Was, yeah yeah but well was, it's been delightful doing this yes, 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 yeah. Yeah. you know it was, it was on you know what I mean and it was yeah. it had jokes and it, if you were 12 it wasn't yeah, hard to understand I guess that's the sort of thing, you know. I mean, I yeah. Used... I mean, I used to watch Yes, My Dear with you know <laughs> yeah. Queenie Watson, Arthur Muller. That doesn't mean to say it was good. Well, <laughs> no. Well, I, I, what I'm saying is, I liked it. I liked yeah. it. Um, did you any Christmas specials? Well, no. I was, ding, I was, I was dinging your bell. No, I was, I was thinking of the porridge one. What a Christmas special I'd have liked to have seen because I think it would have been informative. He said rather dully. <laughs> um, was an on the buses Christmas special. Was there ever one? Oh, Does anyone know, know, know anything at all about on the buses? I I do know on the buses. Yeah. As oh, in, yeah. I, I find it fascinating because it's, it's yeah. one of the sort of real blue collar sitcoms. Yeah, the kind you don't really get anymore. No, no, it's yeah. quite hard. I, I I did watch a bit on ITV three or four a while yeah. back, and just thinking, wow, yeah. this is quite a hard watch now because it has, yeah. you know. I'm I'm pretty traditionalist on on my gender politics, but even I'm looking at that just thinking, "Whoa, this is very traditional yeah. well, in its gender assumptions." <laughs> but I mean, on what y- women are good for, but if you, yeah, but, yeah. But if you give it two hundred years, it becomes Shakespeare. Yeah. Well, exactly. Yeah, no, that's you true. Know, men, men are simply yeah. priapic, and, that, yeah, you know, and that's that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. This being the twenty first century, David, welcome, and uh, I'm, I'm even older than David. 
to uh, it, an it instant answer to some a question. sort of scrolling screen <laughs> made of a lit material. <laughs> On the buses, season four, episode five. It's Christmas Eve, and Stan and Jack are looking forward to the holiday season until they are told that they must provide cover for a sick colleague. Uh oh. Uh oh. Buses. Wow. Air date, 25th of December, 1970. There's your answer. There we go. Nice. Yes, there is a On the Buses one, yeah. Christmas. I was wow. minus five. I, the, the, one of the things that I, I mean, one of the things that struck me about On the Buses, just as a sitcom, I'm talking about this, but I think it's relevant to the Christmas thing, was so that was 1970, so it must have been going sort of since 60 or something. Was, was um, a lot of it is about food. Oh, yeah. The scarcity of food. Hmm. Um, which is really. There's, I've just one scene stuck in my mind. And it, I mean, it's not a scene, it's not anything. They're just in the canteen, that the sort of cheeky, chappy hero, yeah. Vinny's character and his, and his dodgy mate. And then there's the enemy, who's the bus inspector, Stephen Lewis plays him. He's miserable. Oh, yeah, yeah. Blakey. Blakey, yeah. Blakey yeah. Um, and they're in the canteen, and they're just getting, you know, so works canteen, you know, the thing on which dinner ladies rang the death knell. Quite, yeah. quite deliberately uh, as a sort of act of social commentary by Victoria. but uh, And they're in the works canteen and they put their trays down and Blakey goes off to get something and they nick his sausage. And that's a thing. And he comes up and says, oh, you've nicked my grub. And they call it grub, gloriously, which is like, it's not just from the Beano, that's what people call food. Yeah. And the plot is sort of, you know, they nicked his sausage. Yeah. <laughs> Quick, nick that while he's gone. Yeah, all right. And you sort of think, wow, it's food as a motivating... Yeah. Now, and I think that's, I mean, I suppose Christmas sitcoms have an no, enormous amount centred about food. And yeah, or gluttony, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and also the, now, of course, it's a, it's a fabulous sort of, um, not so much a metonym, but a, a, a way of pointing out everyone's disparate social attitudes. Mm. Because apart from anything else, people are vegan, people are vegetarian, people are religious, so they don't need this or they yeah, don't yeah. have that. Mm. Um, so it's a very good... I feel like I keep banging device. on about the Royal Family Christmas special, but there's a brilliant bit where... Um, Sue Johnson's character, Barbara, is it, Mum? Yeah. She goes, she asks everyone in turn, did you like the turkey? And do you like turkey? And everyone responds, uh, okay, like, oh, yeah. no, not really, not fast. Yeah, you know, yeah, one by that. one, they go through everyone. And then she goes, maybe I won't do one next year. And everyone okay. is, what? <laughs> <laughs> Just so yeah, brilliantly yeah, yeah. done. It's like every house. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, no, definitely. No, foods are really interesting because, again, it's a shared experience. Everyone has their own take and attitude on it. And, yeah. and it's, yeah, the whole country is basically eating the same thing for mm. one yeah, day which, yeah which is rare because yeah. because in the, in the sort of individualistically defined age yeah. everyone has everything different yeah, mm. yeah. Uh, sorry that wasn't very grammatical but uh, <laughs> yeah I mean, I mean it's Christmas day yeah, yeah. Um, yeah some people have a way with words other people no have way <laughs> um, but yeah but you know, I mean apart from I mean first of all the vegan split I mean, yeah. I mean the Christmas this year will probably be we'll go to my sisters and probably the first one ever where we've just gone no there's just no meat no we can't be bothered Right. Yeah. Because no, about the only person in my family now who eats meat at all is me, who eats it voraciously. So I'm just going to have to sort of sort it. Bring a can of corned beef with you. Well, we used to bring a surreptitious tube of uh, pepperoni. No, but we, um, <laughs> no, but we used to sort of, you know, we do the turkey and it would come over in the car, and, it would, and I was sort of thinking, actually, it's invading my sister's house with all this sort of, yeah, all this dead flesh. And it's a lot. Turkeys are so big. Yeah. Well, I think that we it was a tiny chicken like in a razor head <laughs> yeah. you seen anyone remember the chicken in a razor head no, no. Oh, it's, oh, it's oh, worth oh, watching oh, a razor yes, the yes. Dave, David Lynch film those of you who I've remembered care and there's this tiny tiny chicken okay. he carves up and then all this gunk starts coming anyway nothing important it <laughs> should be the episode it should be called this tiny tiny chicken <laughs> well you know I mean David Lynch is not yeah. normal at the best of times no no and a razor head was, was when he was yeah, I'm going to have nightmares now just remembering <laughs> you saying the Sorry. chicken in a razor head yeah um, what's um, talk us about one or two Christmas episodes that you've made and Christmas because obviously you work with Victoria Woods on Dinner Ladies on din- yeah but also I mean she made quite a few Christmas special things but I yeah which which I was I was uh, uh, what I like to call nothing to do with okay. it. But, but Jeff Posner who's the other half of Positive of, uh, hence in, the pos uh, yes he's yeah. the pos bit yeah. of an, uh, positive or rather is the pos of positive you're the uh, tip you're the tip I'm the silent Tyler uh, and uh, so yeah he did the yeah. the sort of the original Christmas specials yeah. the one with Pippa's Nicks that was set in a mall right uh, she, oh yeah she was a store called Pippa's Nicks I, think. Um, I don't remember much about that other than there was a train so topical there was a train strike and the audience came in by the time they got to television centre they were all really furious and, right. and <laughs> we, have, we have all had that experience perhaps of a cross audience 
Yeah, once or twice. The way where you yeah. just can't do anything about it, but there's just a communal arms fold. Yeah, yeah. and it's sort of it's always fine by the time it goes out. You've edited it and so on, but yeah, but nobody a, knows. But yeah, and yeah. this was a Victoria Wood Christmas special, and everybody was shirty. Yeah, <laughs> and you felt like going, oh come on. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Look forward yeah. to the next twenty years and see what shit come you're going to get. Some celebrations or something. Yeah, come yeah. On. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you had to do that a bit because obviously, I mean, when you were filming uh, Gavin and Stacey, was there an element of like having to generate Christmas cheer? On set. Do you know what? They were so... Because it was like basically their reunion. Yeah. They were all so delighted to be back together. And it was like I'd gone to someone else's school reunion. Right. Um... But they, Which they is couldn't great been, for your character as well. Yeah, yes, no, I, felt they, totally, they, I felt totally, totally excluded. They couldn't have been nicer. And Rob Bryden would play, um, he would like make up like game show games for us all to play when right. we were sitting around in the green room. I think it's, yes, the best, the most popular one um, he called When Did They Die? And he would name a dead celebrity and everyone would have to guess what year they died. And it was great for Yeah, them. yeah, yeah. There's often some big surprises there, aren't yeah. there? Yes, that's right. Um, Speaking of which, uh, Clive Dunn, Dad's Army. There must have been some Christmas special Dad's Army. I'm sure there will. Um, you know, there's this thing that, how I discovered about the uh, on the buses. The same machine. I can probably find out about. It. <laughs> uh, it's all right. It's all right. Yeah. We, uh, no, but, but, is it, but I, I was just going to say because um, the one um, we we did that I was very pleased with. We did for the sort of 15 minute musical, and it was uh, in 2008. And it was a Christmas Gordon, and it was about Gordon Brown, and uh, it, it, it just such a beautiful a Christmas Carol is such, such a fantastic. Oh yeah, you can put anything on it, and so we had the ghost of Prime Minister Past, which was uh, Margaret Thatcher, <laughs> uh, Prime Minister Present, who was uh, Tony Blair, and Prime Minister Future, which was David Cameron, and so. There's, there's basically, and, and, and Brown was prime minister in this little yeah. window of time, and there you have the story. And you know, Brown was sort of famously sort of parsimonious as well. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And it just um, goodness it, me, it keeps yeah. prudent, yeah. prudent, yes. Yeah. Fiscal, all, pr- fiscal all, prudence. All that stuff doesn't seem quite so bad now, does it? No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You are boring old politicians who came in and. Had a job to do and didn't, didn't did the actual do, job. and didn't do, resign. Do, and do you remember when John Major was just merely quite irksome? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. As opposed to a sort of screaming ball of yes, you know, no, yeah. nonsense. Anyway, we managed just... like all family gatherings. We avoid <laughs> politics till the very end. Right. Yes. Um, but uh, but yeah, I, I was going. Special hat tip goes to uh, there's a lovely cabin pressure Christmas one. Oh um, yes, the which is a very unusual yeah. one in the sense of they're permanently trying to. They, they miss Christmas. They're going for Christmas. Yeah, they're, they're flying... Uh, so, hang on, a little bit of spherical tree. They're, they fly across the international here. dateline or yeah, something. Yeah, they're, they're going to Molokai in Hawaii. So, I think, yeah, they, 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 they're going to miss out Christmas because they're going to cross the dateline. They're, oh, going to go for, they're going to go from the 24th to the 26th. So, Arthur, the character played by John Finnamore, um, is gutted because he's the child. Yeah. Uh, and so they so they sort of eventually invent Christmas and they, yeah. they make, make all the decorations out of things in the cabin. And, yeah. Um, so yes, I've forgotten about that. It's a lovely yeah, one. It's, a, it's, it's a lovely really episode. good because again, what it, what it particularly yeah. typifies is, I think, going back to the technical art of writing sitcoms, which is theoretically what this podcast is about. Mm-hmm. You you have to define your terms, and so in a way, a character has in their head what the perfect Christmas is. So their quest is a tick yeah. list of mm. it's not really Christmas until, until dot yeah, dot yeah. dot. Yeah. But through the course yeah. of the episode, what they learn is that Christmas isn't quite what they thought it was. Yeah. What they wanted is not what they actually needed, yeah. which was another kind of Christmas. And then they get to celebrate what is truly Christmas. And so... Mm. Um, also re-watching the Office Christmas special. Which was also brilliant, actually. Yeah, yeah. That, yeah. that end moment when she unwraps the, oh. the paints. Like, I really felt like when I was re-watching it, like, I couldn't have wanted this more as yeah. an audience member. Like, yeah. I wanted her so badly to, you know, to go back. And then when yeah. she goes back, it is, it's so great as a viewer. You're just like, yes, yeah. we've yeah. been waiting for this for three years. We yeah. have to go back and kiss Tim. It's yeah. a great moment. I, I, I'm trying to... I, the one thing I did do, it's sort of a slightly odd thing, but it... I, there used to be a Christmas pantomime on television. It used to be done by the Carry On 
oh, team wow. that ran for ran for a fair, fair few years and was immensely funny and sort of probably really shonky. I mean, if you watched it now, yeah. you'd probably. Say, it's interesting that wow. <laughs> it's, well, it's interesting that even that hasn't been repeated. I, I don't think so. Therefore, oh, I should imagine it probably it's, doesn't it's stand absolutely up. Absolutely gut wrenchingly intolerable. Or it's been wiped. You know what I mean? It's one of those things where yeah. oh, we needed a tape to uh, yeah. for Gardeners World. And, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, but we but we there were um, so, for three years in a row on ITV. Simon Nye wrote a pantomime that was an all-star cast pantomime yeah. and, and we did Dick Whittington in well, I can't remember as a while but it was a huge massive all-star cast and Richard Wilson was the dame um, and Julian Clary was Dick Whittington's cat and Kevin, <laughs> Kevin Bishop was Dick Whittington if it, uh, and it was um, yeah and Paul Merton was I mean and Harry Hill and I mean it was it was a sort of full-on full star casting yeah. thing yeah um, so uh, and they, they stopped doing it which was a shame yeah, because it was quite sort of wholehearted and in good faith. Mark Williams was King Rat, I seem to remember. Oh, okay, and Jessica Hines was the magic uh, fairy godmother. And I suspect uh, there was more, and, and one one January morning there was a meeting about next Christmas, and someone says, "What is this doing?" <laughs> yeah, and nobody had an answer. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's on and it's funny. Yeah. Oh, is that enough? Yeah. Is that yeah. is that yeah. what we are? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. are we hitting our 18 to 34 C1 uh, D1 yeah. uh, audience yeah, with yeah. this. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, uh, but it was good fun to do. So I completely forgot we'd done that. And the, and the other thing I did when I, just after I started as a producer, um, Steve Punt wrote a show that we did a one-off Christmas thing called Project Santa Claus that was a sort of bureaucratic spoof. So we did that, which we recorded in Maida Vale. Mm. Um, was that the, close to Christmas or was it like yeah, well, yeah, it, it, boiling hot July afternoon? Yeah, no, actually we did. Uh, uh, yeah, no, it was... It, Near Christmas, yeah, um, and that was a sort of that was a story. Actually, that was um, a satire on how Whitehall had decided uh, thought they should they'd move Christmas to the summer, right? I uh, can't remember the reasons, but that was that was when there was a secret plan to move Christmas to the summer. Richard O'Brien was the narrator, huh. very good. We did, um, I did have once write a Christmas uh, spitting image Christmas single in a very hot July, right? Uh, in, in <laughs> East London, in a, a warehouse in East London, and that was really uh. That was quite hard getting into the Christmas spirit for that, and uh, it was a. It, and they they just had the hit with the chicken song, which we didn't write, Pete Sinclair and I. But we got we got the gig to write the Christmas single, and we're Ooh, we're writing the spitting image Christmas single. Oh, good! We'll be able to retire on the uh, royalties right. for that, and it sort of got to about number eighty-five in the charts. Uh, and, uh, it was right. never heard of again. But, what was it called? Uh, I think it was something like at Christmas time it's Christmas or something. It was one of those. It was <laughs> like a spooky song. You should have called it. Yeah. Would have made you much. Oh, let's just get into that oh. time machine. The turkey song. Yeah. Oh. There's a lovely. Yeah, to be fair, if you're going to build a time machine, I'm just going to bet on some horses. Quit while you're ahead. There's a lovely song uh, which you can find on YouTube. Uh, a guy, a couple of guys I slightly know called Harry and Chris, and they they were on Russell Howard's Christmas show or whatever and they do a show called they do a song called it's literally christmas <laughs> <laughs> with the you know no matter what you think of it it's literally christmas <laughs> and they sort of got this really nice uh, thing they got some very good rhymes in it as well um i think they've even there's even a rhyme about mary having an epidural um Ooh. yeah so that, that's that's pretty good to, yeah. to do the christmas story and we did make um, a rhyme uh, i wish it could be christmas every year was the, <laughs> uh, was the uh, line that's, that's very funny yeah, well, that's like, that's like the um, uh, modern family when Phil says, try, <laughs> try and see the sunset at least once a day. <laughs> <laughs> My kids are now just starting to watch Modern Family and they're just absolutely oh, yeah, loving they it. They've got a good Christmas special. Oh, family. Yeah. They well, a, a bit of a Christmas treat for us is we tend to end up watching Bill, uh, which is the original Horrible Histories cast who are now making Ghosts and are now making stuff. They made a film about Shakespeare yeah. called Bill, and I've seen it with my kids eight times. Wow. It's really, really funny. Well, funny <laughs> enough, I've just started watching, I think it's called We Come in Peace, which is uh, Ben and Larry's. Oh, yes, uh, they've done movie. a new show for. Yeah. yeah. It's a movie. It's just a one off movie that's very. That's so oh, is it? I thought it was a series. I, I didn't. Promisingly funny. I think it's a movie. Okay. Um, as far as I'm aware. I thought it was a series. It's just the one. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, but, um, but yeah, anyway, uh, we yes. shall probably jingle off. 
um, with bells on. <laughs> yes. um, so it's actually August the third. Yeah. Yes, that's right. We are recording this. <laughs> we are recording this close to Christmas and in a room together in person, which is why the sound quality is not as good. Uh, because in oh, the old days, <laughs> because also Zoom has just turned us all into morons, and it's so easy to make it sound good uh, on a Zoom call. But now we're doing it in person. But thank you for bearing with us. Uh, thank you very much to David Tyler. Oh, thank you for having me. Thank you, David. Thank you very much Merry to the Christmas. fabulous Laura, and your podcast is called Dream Rolls. And thank you for having me. I'm a fan of your podcast, so this is very exciting. Oh, thank you very much indeed. <laughs> well, whereas I maintain a steely <laughs> and you haven't seen Blackadder's Christmas oh, Carol. That's homework. Uh, homework, homework, everyone. <laughs> okay. Okay. What, what an awful half hour that's going to be with the, the comedy dead wood that is Rowan Atkinson, Robbie Coltrane, Tony Robinson, Jim Broadbent, Miriam Margulies. Miriam Margulies described by critic Ewan Ferguson as a national trinket, <laughs> which I thought was brilliant, so I must give him credit for that. We can't top that, not going to. Hang that trinket on the tree. Thank you very much for listening. Speak to you next time. Cheerio. Cheerio.